let me go back to the Y legacy. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple. We have a prop here. We're gonna. I'm gonna start using, and um, we got some some DVD cases that we're just gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna show you. This is what this is what happens. So somebody, you know, parents start building something, and some parents don't build nothing. They just raise the kids. But some people they just start building something, and they're building it. They're they're being successful. They they they're building. Just continue to build. And then all of a sudden they have kids. And then the kids start building something. So they're over there building something and we keep trying to build something. And now, now we have two somethings going on, right? And they just keep building and we just go through life and keep building. But all I'm trying to say is this, what if, what if, take those off Madison, what if while I'm building something before I have children, and I have children, and I say, hey, kids, look at what I'm building. I'm doing something. You know what would be great is if you guys, instead of starting all over, and every generation starts over with something else, consider helping me build this, and we can build it together. And instead of you building, me building something that ends with my life, and you're going to start over and try to figure it out, go through some of the same struggles, and build your own thing, why, why don't you help me build? And so now Madison builds and we build together and we work on this thing. And before you know it, what, what one person could do by themselves is now amplified because we're building it together and she's not starting over. She's coming in, in the middle of a thing and we just keep building. Well, then in, to add to that as well, then when he passes away, I still build. And then you and teach then my kids still build. still build. And it just continues, and that's legacy right I there. remember when you did that movie example for the first time, we were actually sitting down um, talking about our family legacy, and he brought out that example, and I was just like, wow, this is really powerful, because when you do think about it, like, so many kids are just starting over, and they never build anything past really the point, they might build a cut a little bit bigger than their parents did, but it's if we can build like that it goes so much further because there's just I mean then you don't have to learn it all over again and that's something I appreciate that he's allowed me to come with so many questions because then I don't have to learn it all over again um and I think your hope is for me to even excel and be greater than you have even been in your lifetime and to get farther than um, where you have been at this age. And so to really build something together, I just remember how powerful that example was. In the family legacy, um, this is where you, you, you start to build a team. You start to build, um, it's not all about one person. It's about the family. It's about the, the group and um, how, the, how the name is going to impact society or how the name is going to uh, make a difference in people's lives not just one person and um that's uh that's what i that's what i like that's what i want to build because it's not about me i mean madison's got gifts and abilities and she's going to impact a whole different group of people that i could ever impact and if we can work together we're going to be able to impact way more people than we would individually yeah, it's really going back to that um, example that we did in our very first episode with the movies and the building blocks, like personal legacy, you can still build um, so much, like you can still build really big and stuff. It just gets to a point 
where like you said, if, it, if you pass away or something happens, it maybe just stops. And that's, that's, that it is what it is. And it was great. And while it lasted, where as family legacy, um, you, you have family who can keep building upon that. And so if you didn't get to see that in our first episode, I would really go back and just check that out. And because to visualize it is also really important yeah, to it's just a, see it. visual. Yeah, it is. It really is. Part of showing that you care is really showing. It's the action part of it as well. It's not just saying it like a lot of times it's they don't care what you say as much as they care what your action what you act upon right because i mean some people just say things to just say it and it's does it doesn't have any meaning behind it i don't know if you would agree with that but well yeah i mean that's a hundred percent i mean it's all about the relationship and legacy it's not convenient it's never convenient it's never on your terms building legacy is not about you know about people coming and rallying around to build your thing Mm -hmm. if you want that if you want the personal again there's nothing wrong with that there's a lot of people doing that i'm just what i'm talking about is how to build family legacy and and this stuff is tough too what you're saying right now is tough to hear i mean but it's so necessary. And I remember having a, us having like so many conversations about this. And even like going back to when you say it's not easy, like the amount of times I came to you, interrupted your game time, your time to rest, like stuff like that. And we went into a big conversation. Like this is hours of time right. on your end where you like pause what you're doing and like focused your attention on me. Too. that's how I know you care too right by the way like right. if we're going back to people to like because of the action like it's not you just being like yeah I care like about you I'm proud of you Madison stuff like that like yeah to tell you all those things when it's easy to tell you all those things yeah it's, it's, it's convenient like, that's not yeah that's not how it how it's built yeah it's it's built in the inconvenient times and I'm pretty sure I, I would I think this would be safe to say that even when you did come during those times, what was my attitude like most of the time? Was it good? Did I, oh, all right, I guess. Let's <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think I would have kept coming back if it was that. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> well, and I say that because there's a lot of people trying to get buy-in, trying to build legacy, but when it's convenient and they're, you know, somebody wants their attention, someone needs their time, it's now really i'm tired well congrats congratulations i mean you either want the leadership position or you don't i mean it's never convenient right there might have been um an honesty like a couple times where you're like hey madison like i'm going through a lot just because you're a business owner too so you you i mean right. you go through a lot in a day where you're like hey um can we just like give me a couple minutes or something because you can't always switch sometimes i'm really quick with it Right. I'm like, hey, let's go into deep conversation right. right now. And you're like, okay, one second. Like, and so, um, yeah, there was probably a couple times, but it's the majority of the times, no, it's not you being frustrated and stuff because people don't come back to that. And if it wasn't a convenient time, I, I, I mean, I feel like I would communicate, like yes. you said, I would communicate yes. that and, there were, and then we would, we would then readdress it 
you know, and then it's like, okay, yes. I know this is important for you to want to talk about. So I just need to collect myself, you know, and, and, and that's, to, it's all about that to, communication too. Yeah. Just that makes people feel like, okay, you heard me that I have an issue. You yep. heard me that I want to talk and then you acted upon it and came back. And yep. so all those are all important things. I have learned as I've gotten older that it's okay to not have everything perfect and done and spotless, everything on your to-do list checked off, you know, dot, 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 that the people that are in your house and the people in your family are more important than all of those tasks. So what we did is um, we started off and I'm going to show you, this is what we, what we made. This is, um, this is our Made family um acronym and we're going to share this too so you can actually yep. see it and see um what the words are and all of that but if you want to uh mom if you want to read off read off uh what our words are sure so m is for motivated nope. a is authentic d is dominion E is equal and J is justice. So yeah, so took our last name and uh, we just sat down and we we just brainstormed and we're like, what do we believe? What what you know? What does Made stand for? What do we believe it stands for? And and uh, we just sat and talked about it. And those are the things that we came up with and we adopted. Um, and uh, it, it's it's been pretty pretty fun. We're gonna explain that we also didn't just put a put a a word next to it we actually defined that also what what that means for us and so one thing i would recommend is if if you are doing this and you have a super long last name you may <laughs> you may want to abbreviate your your name or maybe pick five characteristics you know out of you know maybe pick five letters out of the, you know somehow you know, you got 12 letters, you know. <laughs> so it's a lot of characteristics to live up to. Right, exactly. So, you know, and, and maybe it just, you, you don't even, you know, we like the acronym and actually it fit and um, a lot of other families have, have used that. And you'll, again, you'll hear another example on that, but uh, um, it is really cool how it, how it does, um, does define the, uh, the family, but um, you don't have to have an acronym. You don't have to use yeah. it, you know, just pick, you know. Well, pick, and let's just, say the magic is not in the acronym right, right. and so uh th that's not the magic the magic is having um a vision for the family and um all coming together in one like meeting collectively talking about what you want future what your best self what your best family life looks like and so and then sticking to it and keeping each other accountable understand this that in, in building a family legacy we're talking about passing on things from generation to generation the things that we're about to talk about and outline you're already passing these things on whether you know it or not you've already started to build these habits pass these mindsets on you've already established these in your family you're doing them already your 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 kids are already learning them from you whether you realize it or not and they're experiencing, just like you've experienced along the way, with the frustrations with your parents. You, you know, your mom and dad right now. Well, look at your mom and dad. There's some things that frustrated you uh, about them. And you decided to not 
pursue certain things and you wanted to make some changes in your life, whether you did or not, I don't know, but you're already building a legacy. You're already passing on things from one generation to another. We're just going to help identify what those things are so that we can talk about them and we can offer some other ideas regarding that topic and, and other episodes that we do. And it's, if, if you don't see them kind of like the communication, when I communicate to Madison, this is what we're doing. We're just communicating to you so that you have more knowledge, you have more understanding of what this looks like, so you can make decisions on what you want to do going forward. Either continue down the same path that you've been already going down and your children are already learning from, or you can make a change. So let's, um, and Madison, if you would, you know, maybe give a, give a list then of what, um, what some of these components are. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the co components that we came up with, these are just basic ones that when we looked at creating a family legacy, um, these, this is what we saw. And we could be leaving these out, some things out, and we are also not perfect. And most families are not perfect in all of these areas. It's really, I mean, a continual progression from generation to generation. Right. You want it to get better each generation in each um, area. And if there is something that we leave off, please send us an email note, you know, question about it, because we definitely would like to, you know, analyze it in our own family and be able to share that and, and, and benefit others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what we have is financial. We have um, spiritual, health, education, slash mindset. We have purpose. Um, relationships, how we treat others, and also um, a relationship between spouse, relationship between siblings. Um, we have parenting. We have profession slash career slash business. Um, priority of family and what like a healthy family actually looks like. And those are all the components that we've come up with. It's kind of been talking about these family meetings and setting up those. And so we did preface that some of those could be hard and some of those could be difficult. Um, but we also know that there's some young people out there like me who might not know exactly what their values for a family are yet or how to set that up or how to start that. So this first question is, what if I don't know what my values are? What if I don't know what I want my family to look like yet? And I'm going to go ahead and answer this first, if sure. you don't mind. <laughs> but I just, for me, because I feel like I don't know exactly what my, I want my family to look like. I have an idea, but I don't know all the specifics of it. And I don't think anybody really goes in with a preference, like, when you can answer that in a second. But um, part of what I do is also just find good families to, like, see that example from. Even if it's from a movie or even if it's like, um, I know for me, I like Pinterest. I like the visualization part of that. And so I save the things where I'm like, this looks like, even though pictures aren't always real, aren't always what they seem, but I'm like, this is part of what I envision for my family. So just really breaking down those things, finding um, somebody in your community where you just admire their family. and just take off, ask some questions, ask examples and all of that. And so, yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, and 
you know, direct answer to that. What if you don't know what your values are? That's okay. It, it's common. Don't, don't, don't overanalyze it. Nobody at, you know, even at my age, you know, a lot of people getting started, we still have never really, there's really nothing out there that really encourages you. I shouldn't say nothing. I mean, there's, there are different, different places, but to really encourage you to intentionally sit down and create values for your family and just really think about it. It's just, we don't grow up in a culture that really says, Hey, you need to figure out what your, what your values are, what your family values are. We grow up in, in a family. We grow up around in, in school. So we're learning stuff all the time. And what's, what we're trying to say is that there, everybody right, right now has a voice in your life. Everybody has their opinion for what the values in your life should be. And as you go and you're watching, like Madison talked about, you're watching movies, you're listening to this philosophy, this doctrine, this religious belief, that religious belief, this political belief or that political belief. There's everybody is competing for values that they want to put into your life. And until you sit down and you decide for yourself, this is what I want, all those, all those other voices will keep being there. But as soon as you take the time to say, no, this is what I want my life to stand for. And if you haven't done this as a family, it's really important to sit down and come together as a family and talk about it. And um, if, if you haven't done that, you're part of a small family, I don't know, you know your situation, but if it's just you as an individual, take time to figure out what you want. As soon as I decided what the values would be in my life, individually. Now, I don't get to decide what the values are going to be for my family, but as soon as I decided individually what my values were going to be, all of these voices started going away because now I'm like, nope, not that. Nope. I now have defined sets of values. I'm like, no, I'm not going to compromise that. And uh, there might be some ideas and things that I can use. I'd be like, oh, will this make it better? Then I I might bring that and incorporate it into that. But if it's going to divide and take me away from it, is my way right? No, I'm not saying my way is right. Is it the best? I'm not saying it's the best. But if you don't have anything, you're going back and forth and back and forth. How do you build anything in that environment? That's that's so good. So basically, I mean, to answer the question, you need to figure out your own individual values as, like first before you even figure out your family values. Right. And, and if you have a family and you guys are talking about this, well, then fine. Sit down and develop individual and family values all at yeah. the same time. Great. It's not going to be easy because you've never done it. So it's going to be a little difficult. It's going to be awkward, but it's okay. That's part of the growing process. It doesn't matter. But you have to figure out who you are and you have to figure out, then you can figure out what your family's going to be. Yeah. This is such, so powerful. A lot of people, especially I see uh, I mean, I, I experienced this when I was young. I don't think it's this generation. I just think it's it's young young people in general. When I was young, I was it was the same way. You want to go out and conquer the world, right? You want to go out. You're ready to take on the world. Well, the only problem is we don't have a foundation set yet. So you're going to go out and conquer the world, but you're going to have nothing to really build upon. And so many people want to bypass this step of building your foundation. So I would jump from this thing to that thing, to this thing, to this, and nothing would ever take, take root, would never grow up. And I was like, I just didn't understand that. But I would learn something here and learn something there. And it wasn't like I wasn't not learning anything. But then as I, as I just got a little, little older and I just realized 
the built and I didn't have this understanding early on, but I, as, as I do today, um, but the, the, the deeper, the, the, the bigger the structure above your foundation, the bigger the structure and the more solid it has to be underneath to hold whatever's going to be built upon it. I mean, you see these big skyscrapers. I mean, you should see how deep and wide. I think it's super cool right now because we're, we live in Nashville area and they're about to build some big structures. And so driving by, we actually get to see how deep those things are right oh, now. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> well, and it's literally taking a year or more just to build, the just to build the foundation. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, how much time, effort, work it's going to take. And you have you haven't seen the building yet before they ever go vertical. I mean, they're they are securing the foundation. And so I just finally felt, and um, you know, just some other stuff that um, through through some preaching, teaching, some uh, just intuitions, I guess you could call them. Um, just really felt like my foundation was finally, finally finished. I'm like, man, I'm like, at the time, I'm like, I'm 40, 45 years old, almost 46 years old. And I'm all, my foundation is now only like, now I can start building, but it took that long just to get the foundation set. And, um, it's not to say it can't be added to, but it's just, it takes a lot of stuff. I mean, there's character building involved. I mean, mm -hmm. Success can take you far, but character won't keep you there if you don't have it. So there's there's a lot of stuff that has to be has to be developed in order um, for whatever's building on top of that foundation will last. I mean, Madison, if I didn't have some if I didn't have some of the structure in my life, and I was just going you know to work and you know wasn't able to teach you anything, and we didn't have any you know, life lessons, I mean, would we even be having this conversation? No. No, you'd be out, you'd be out in your life trying to figure out why. Yeah, I mean, you'd I would be, start, like, be trying to build my own foundation, which I right. still have to build some of it, but because you've done all this work, um, I still have work to do. Like, I, he can't build my character for me or anything, but, like, the footing, footers are already, like, the foundation is there. Right. For the most part, you know, like, um, there'll still be things that I can probably, like, add to to make it even stronger. Um, not that you can do that with building a building, but um, in the sense that I can, I can build off of that because he's done that, like, that work and stuff. And that's, I think, why we talk about why legacy is so important and why... Um, it's so important for parents to like find those value systems and find what they want like their family to look like in those core values and those principles and what the foundation is because now that you've done like so much work in that I still have work to do like I said but it's right. set for the most part I think the value of work is probably one of the most important things, I think when you, um, when, if you, if there's something you want, you know, that you can't afford, uh, too, I think too many kids are just given too much stuff and too many things that they're given that they, they don't even earn. And I, and I learned, I've heard a long time ago, you know, that there's no value in free stuff when it's just given to you with no, no work or effort, you know, to earn it. 
earning, earning things, earn, and not just money, but earning, earning the money to buy something that you want is going to give you a lot more value for your money that for you. And, you know, when I, I know for a fact myself, when I was a junior in high school, I wanted to get contacts and my parents couldn't afford them. They were real expensive at the time. And they said, you know, if you want contacts, you're going to have to go get a job. And so I worked one whole summer. <clears throat> Madison, you probably won't believe this, but I worked the whole summer <clears throat> at a clothing store at a mall. And I made something like $200 for the whole summer. And the contacts cost $150. <laughs> and so I had about 50 bucks left to buy something for school or a purse or whatever. I don't know. I think I bought a wallet and then I didn't have any money to put in it or something. But <laughs> anyhow, um, but those contacts, I mean, I had friends who had contacts just given to them, you know, that they didn't earn and they were losing them all the time. And they, you know, had to constantly go back and get more. And, but I hung on to those contacts because I had worked my bones, you know, to the fingers, to the bone, you know, all summer. And, um, you know, that, that made it, made it more valuable when you have something to show for it. Well, I, I had, I had written down a couple things and, uh, love is, is the top of the, but you need to love everyone and, and, uh, and especially your family respect, hard work, thank God for everything that you have and share all your gifts with all your friends. Uh, I think you need to praise God for what you've got and uh, give him the glory and be thankful that you have it. <laughs> that was my line, but anyway. <laughs> but what I guess, what I was gonna say is I guess growing up in a Christian home um, you learn to, you know, rely on God and the, the, the power of prayer and the fact that he's in charge and he's in control and he will never leave you. And, and, um, the fact that I was an only child and an adopted, I, I tried to try to instill in my five children, you know, that they should appreciate having brothers and sisters. And I know that, I didn't grow up with sibling rivalry, but I know that's a normal thing in families. <laughs> and I could never quite understand, you know, why they fought all the time and that sort of thing. But, you know, I tried to instill in them how important it, it is for family relationships and sibling relationships and that sort of thing. Because, you know, when your parents are gone, that's all you have is your sibling. And um, so that that's number one. And I guess, the other thing about being an only child and being adopted um, is the fact that it, it pointed to me uh, the importance of life and how that's a number one, for me, that's a number one priority to be for life and to understand the meaning of life and the fact that um, I think that should be your number one criteria for decisions for everything, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's the, your future or your occupation or whatever. Um, I believe that that is the number one priority. And I am so grateful and thankful that 
you know, that my, my adopt, my birth mother, my biological mother chose life for me because she could have done something different. Right. And for me to be able to, you know, have five children and have a marriage of 52 years is, you know, it's, I'm grateful to be here. Well, first and foremost, we always wanted to make sure that you had a growing up in the church. That was always very, very important to us. Um, and participating in, you know, what, what the church in, was involved with. I mean, if you guys remember, we would have the festivals and you guys had worked the festivals because we were in charge of them yep. and found places for you to, to work. So, you know, it's, it's giving back to the community that way as well. Um, also to um, show the respect for your grandparents and the adults that were around you. That was always very important. One thing that um, was always important to your dad was he worked till like 3.30 every day when he was at Western Electric. When he came home, you know, he always wanted to make sure that toys were picked up and that, um, you know, dinner was close to being ready because I was staying at home at the time. I was babysitting children other than my own. And um, so that was a way for me to be able to stay home with my kids. Um, another thing would be that uh, we would always attend um, parent-teacher conferences. One of us would always go to parent-teacher conferences. Now, when you guys got in high school, um, I would go to parent-teacher conferences. I'd go from one school to another because you, Eric, went to gross, you know, Catholic high school. And then the other two went to Bryan High School, um, which was two blocks away from each other. Right. But, you know, it was always the teachers would come to me and they would say, Diane Mati, I don't know why you think you have to come to every parent-teacher conference. You have good kids. I says, why do you think I have good kids? I check up on them. I keep track of them. You know, I want them to know that I care about what they're doing in school. And um, so, you know, as that, and then the other thing that we had talked about as well is each year we would plan a vacation because we felt that as a family, you know, we needed to get away from the neighborhood kids. We needed to get away from the grandparents, just us as a family to go and just spend time together. Okay. I mean, my best advice is, is, I mean, just with how short dad's life was and, you know, it didn't get much with grandma and grandpas and stuff, just make the most of what you have with the people that are around you. I mean, don't take for granted because you just don't know. So, I mean, learn all that kind of stuff from everybody that you can make sure you're there. I think for me, um, when, when you hear that everybody comes into your life for a reason and you either have a, you know, it, you can take it as a lesson or whatever. I think there's so many people that come into your life. Maybe they weren't always meant to stay in your life and you learn lessons from them. And just even with your family around you, even Eric going from, you know, making your life change and us watching you just continue to do things no matter what somebody was saying to you you just you kept doing you 
And just don't let somebody put you in a box that they think you should be in. Keep pursuing your life and what you are called to do. Yep, and I would just kind of similar to to that is figure out figure out why you're here. Figure out who you are. And once you figure out who you are, become the best you that you can be. And you, you're also going to, like Brad had said, becoming the best you, you, you weren't put on here as to be an island unto yourself, is to, to be conscious of the people around you, know that people are put into your life for a reason and, and, and make the most of that, make the most of that time that you have with the people around you. Because we only, we, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is one life and that's it. And yeah. um, we need to make the best of it and try to try to pass on and, and make the next generation better than, than ours, I think is the, the heart that we've seen as an example to us and that we can be that example to the next generation. I did just want to make a comment too on uncle Nick. That's so powerful that like your oh, weekly goals so good. Um, actually like have those like relationships, like aspects in them. Cause we always talk about too. We're like, if you don't have goals for your relationships, then I mean, that's also an area where a lot of people forget they need to make goals. Oh. And so I just wanted to comment like that is so, so powerful. Um, well, even today, I, I was just working yesterday and I was just reminded because I haven't been as intentional lately on that. I'm like, I think about my kids a lot, but I don't tell them. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, so I just sent a text to Madison just today and, and to Riley. I'm like, you know, to, so I appreciate you sharing that, too, because that's just that's a reminder to me to, to continue to be intentional again on those intangible things, those relationship yeah. goals, not just I mean, I'm highly motivated with my other goals our podcast goals or you know my construction goals and you know all that stuff but the, those relationship goals are key and i hope everybody listening really really caught on to that so yeah yeah i agree but to wrap up we ask all of our guests on here just um a final question and that's what is the greatest lesson you've learned so far or the best advice that you would give to the next generation coming up so Whoever wants to start, if you want to answer that. Right, or do you want to start? I'll say mine. I don't, you have more notes than I do. <laughs> Your notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things, you know, I, I feel like my advice has evolved over the years, but in the last few years, especially in the different roles that I've been playing and um, doing a lot more teaching, um, college students and graduate students and coaching and, and working a lot more with young people, my advice I think has really evolved to just be 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 comfortable with the uncomfortable I think so much of the younger generation is people are too afraid to step out of their comfort zone everybody likes to just you know be sit on the couch and have their social media or their gaming or their video or their you know couple of friends that they want to talk to and they're not willing to volunteer to help at church or even coach a youth sports program or, you know, anything, you know, go on a podcast, you know, and, and answer questions. And I think people are too afraid of, of being uncomfortable. And I just would encourage the younger generation to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's going to open up so many opportunities and doors for you. And then you just learn about yourself and you build confidence. And then each time you're a little less uncomfortable. So 
That's so good. So good. Uncle yeah. Nick, what about you? Yeah, my, I guess mine's a quality. And I read a good article a couple of years ago about the best thing you can leave your kids with is resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember growing up and I thought, man, you know, I'm almost an adult. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know uh, almost everything here pretty soon. <laughs> and, like, and it was my first job I had where I went, you know, I was there with a bunch of other adults and I was the new, you know, whatever, 23 year old. And uh, it hit me pretty hard. Like these people are trying to figure stuff out just like I am. And they're way older than I am. So, I mean, it, it isn't like you've said, Eric, you don't just arrive. You don't just have it figured out. Like, like we're all helping each other figure all of this out. So as a parent, the transparency of like normalizing the struggle, or, I mean, I really appreciate, I listened to your podcast and you talked about the, um, the foreclosure that you guys were dealing with. Like, I want my kids to know all of that stuff. And did that knock people in our family down? No, you just, you go through life and you put up with some stuff and things don't always work out the way you want, but you get to wake up the next day and start over. And that's the blessing we all have. Hopefully, you know, most of us have that, but um, that's, that's life. That's life, getting knocked down and standing back up. And if you have resilient people and resilient kids, they're not going to be afraid to take those risks because they know they can handle it. So um, that, if I had to boil it all down, I think it would be to just um, create resilience and, and leave, leave our family with that. I'm looking for a place to go So I can be all alone From thoughts and memories So that when the music plays I don't go back to the days When love was you and me Where did I go? 